You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast. I'm your host, Kathy, aka Murph, and I'm here to share with you interviews about biking experiences from bicyclists who have pedaled to amazing places within the United States. Each week, we will get to know new people and explore great destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to the great adventures cyclists share, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, on the show today is Chad Wallace. Hey, Chad. Hello, how are you? I'm doing very well, except I'm, I'm kind of uh, missing a little bit of my voice, so hopefully listeners can uh, deal with that. Well, your voice and my cough, I guess we'll have a good time today. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, well, Chad, uh, I actually met Chad um, via, gosh, it might have been Instagram or Facebook, uh, because we are both proud Honey Stinger ambassadors, so I want to give a shout out to Honey Stinger. And that's just how we met. Um, it's a pretty cool community online. And uh, Chad was sharing some of the things that he's been doing. And I thought, we should get him on the podcast. Well, thank you. I'm excited to be here. And yes, the Honey Stinger community, I think it was on Facebook first. And now it's trans- moved to Instagram as well. But joining the Honey Stinger team this year, it's a huge Facebook page. Huge community yeah. of people. Yeah, so. definitely. Yeah, I'm excited to be part of the old uh, 2020 ambassador. So That's um, right. Well, let's get into this because I really want to talk about um, Team Blue Line. But first of all, I want to learn a little bit about you. So, uh, Chad, where do you live and what's the cycling culture like there? So I live in Sonoya, Georgia, which is um, just south of Atlanta, about 30, 40 minutes. um, And right next to a town called Peachtree City. And the reason I bring up both those is, one, Sonoya, where I live, is is the home of the Walking Dead. So if you watch the television show The Walking Dead, then you see our little town all the time um, and the community around it films all over the place. So a lot of our bike rides are actually around areas that are on television all the time, but Petrie city and Sonoy are huge cycling and triathlon community. Okay. So we have tons and tons of people to ride with, train with, and uh, whether it's cycling, running, swimming, um, we've just got a great community and a great culture for both. Awesome. I, I can honestly say I've never been to Georgia, but uh, sounds like I need to come check it out. Hey, come on down and we'll spin you some miles around some of the roads and take <laughs> you to some of the filming sites. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, obviously you do some of those uh, rides in Georgia. How did you get into bicycling as an adult? And and I, I mean, I can be a little kid, you know, I remember kicking around on BM, BMX bike, but I really didn't get into cycling until I was older. When I say older, I'm 44 now. Um in 2008, um, kind of had a lot of change in my life. I'd become a real heavy drinker, um, had stopped drinking and really overweight. So I was trying to get into shape mm-hmm. and get my body back and I started walking a lot and I wanted to do a Ironman. I said, one day I want to do an Ironman. So I bought a bike so I could start training that way. And I ended up falling in love was cycling way more than anything else. And I actually didn't do triathlons until much later because I just fell in love with cycling. And uh, it it gave me something to pour, I guess, some of my addictive natures into. Mm-hmm. Once you're an addict, they say you're an addict for everything. And I definitely uh, got addicted to cycling and two wheels and, and the Spandex Nation. So uh, I just love biking. I love being out on the road. It's my favorite discipline from anything. Um, and I'm just enjoying seeing the world on two wheels in a different way not oh, on yeah. motorcycles but by pedal power 
Yeah, it's nice to be on a bike because you're, you know, you're, you might be traveling the same roads that you do in a car, but you're seeing a whole different, a whole different view. Correct. And the grade. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you drive down road and don't realize how steep it is or, uh, or the fault's flat or a lot of things we experience on the road to the bike. So. Yeah. Yeah. So you said that you, you know, had it in your heart to maybe do an Ironman. So have you set a date for that or have you started training for it? I, I am. In 2015, I became one. So I'm a, I'm a one-time finisher for full distance, um, done some halves and, and shorter, but I am an Ironman, complete Ironman Maryland in 2015. Um, so I went straight from Sprint Olympic to a full. Um, I'm scared that if I did a half, I might not like it. And I wanted to hit my goal. So uh, oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. yeah. Cool. Well, day that sticks out to me and, and it kind of, as I know later on, we'll talk about it, but it kind of gave birth to Team Blue Line at the finish line in Cambridge, Maryland. So. Oh, very, very cool. Um, well, when you look, you know, you've, you've mentioned triathlon, which uh, I'm sure everyone knows, but it's swimming, biking, and running. Um, are there other kinds of fitness that you enjoy besides biking? Uh, I do. I, I do swim. I don't really like it a whole lot. I have yeah. to, to get you know, <laughs> through the race. Running, I'm not a great runner, but I do it. But I, I just, I, I do those mixed in with the training um other fitness i really like to work out i like to lift weights i've, I've kind of replugged that into my life i had hip surgery in may mm. and uh, i was injured for two years and a lot of that was just wear and tear from being in law enforcement i'm now retired um and just run team blue line full-time but when i came back from the hip surgery i had to focus on weight and street building and it really kind of fired me back up a love for lifting mm-hmm. um, as well as the endurance sports. And I'm assuming that, well, I actually, I know because I've seen it uh, on social media, but you've got a pretty sweet bike. Yes. So I am, and I think I'm a bike junkie. So again, we all have <laughs> our addictions in life. Some people like pocketbooks. Some people like shoes, man. There are two things I love in life. It is great coffee and bikes so we had originally had um giant as one of our sponsors for giant bicycles for team blue line we have since moved to trek bikes so i'm in the process of selling all all my giants and buying treks so um i've had some sweet giants i have a custom painted um defy that is a villican bike with uh four wheels and we're actually letting a officer that was shot in uh 2016 and has come back and working on health and is doing an Ironman with us, mm. ride that bike for the year. So we're actually giving it to him and, and let him train on it. So, uh, I mean, I have gravel bikes, I have road bikes, I have tri bikes, you, you name it. I'm, I have some kind of bike out there. So. <laughs> and, and those are good um, areas to uh, focus on, coffee and bikes. That's awesome. Oh, great focus. <laughs> Okay, well, speaking of focus, let's talk about Team Blue Line. I'm just really intrigued by this organization. I can tell from, you know, even seeing it online that it does a lot of good for a lot of people. So let's get into it. Awesome. And thank you. Thank you for giving me a chance to talk about it. So Team Blue Line is a 501c3 nonprofit. I started it back in 2016 with the goal of helping families of police officers that were killed in line of duty. And since then, it's kind of expanded to officers that were uh, injured in the line of duty. And in 2020, we're starting to work with officers struggling with PTSD and mm. providing service dogs to them. So we've um, we've kind of expanded and grown over the last few years just because the more I got into running a nonprofit, I realized where the needs were. 
And we find, unfortunately, yet it's good, when someone is killed in the line of duty, there's a lot more benefits than when someone is injured in the line of duty. Mm. So we've had a chance to help a lot of officers that that are behind or struggling because of workers' comp not helping them or the department's not being able to help as much. We've been able to step in and help in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. And it's really been a blessing to help these families. Mm-hmm. And was there a specific incident or how, how did you first get involved or decide that this was a need? Uh, well, in 2015, sorry, I mentioned that I was training for uh, and competing in my first uh, full Ironman. Mm-hmm. During that year, I started fundraising for my brother-in-law and sister-in-law nonprofit called Just One Africa. They uh, originally started out just doing water filters for um, for people in Kenya, Africa, and since then it expanded to this incredible big organization helping so many families with orphanages and, and, and just so many things and ministries going on in, in Africa, and that's that's how kind of I started to learn how to fundraise. And during the year I started finishing uh, the races, all races with a blue line flag, just to honor all my brothers and sisters who have been killed in the line of duty. Mm -hmm. And it just kept me in light on my heart, man. Hey, hey, you need to do something for law enforcement like this. You need to do something for law enforcement like this. And finally, you know, I I really just felt like, Hey, this is a calling from God and I need to step out and do it. And uh, me and my wife just kind of took the jump into it. And, uh, Everything just fell in place. Like literally, I mean, I reached out to people via the good old social media at first and said, hey, I'm starting a nonprofit to help families of the fallen. And uh, we need some money coming in to help start this. And I mean, money was coming in, checks were coming in. And this is before it could even be a tax write-off. People oh, were just wow. excited about it. And as soon as I started Team Blue Line, I started Team Blue Line racing also out of the nonprofit. Being an endurance athlete, I understood that if you put a passion with most athletes, mm-hmm. it really gives them a desire to fundraise a little differently and helps their events with a little bit of meaning behind it. So instead of just getting out and, and riding 100 miles in a, in a century ride, you're, you're doing it to honor um, officers that have been killed in line of duty or, or those that have been injured. And it just gives a little more um, – pride to what you're doing mm-hmm. shall we say so i mean it's been a it's a neat or two-towered thing because one we're a large and growing nonprofit, and two we have a pretty decent sized race team out of it when you say race team you know you don't have to be fast it's not like like all our athletes are are kind of qualifiers I man we sure. have people like <laughs> me that, just, that just like to finish the race and just do it to honor those or just love to run 5Ks because they're getting healthy and getting them off the sofa. So we, we say Team Blue on Racing, but it's not like a, uh, a high-speed professional team. Mm-hmm. It's just people that get out and do things, one, to help raise money for us, but two, make a difference in their own life. Mm-hmm. And when you look at um, what or who Team Blue Line supports, are you pretty exclusive to the state of Georgia or to your certain community, or how far do you reach? <coughs> Excuse me. Um, we are a nationwide nonprofit. Oh, We're helping nice. families all the way from um, from Atlanta, just south of Atlanta, around here. There's a few counties that was heavily impacted, to all the way to um, the Big Island of Hawaii. So, I mean, this year I've been I've been in Oahu and on the Big Island, um, spending time with the Kalaloa family. Um, Bronson Kalaloa was killed on the Big Island of Island. Excuse me, the Big Island of Hawaii on the Hilo side in July 2018. Um, he left behind three adopted kids and, uh, and a wife, and we've been helping pay for, he had his kids in a Christian school and he found that important for him. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to honor him. So we've been paying tuition for the kids 
um, to continue to go to the school of, of their choice. So I've gotten to flat there and spend time with Casey and the kids. Um, I've been to Wisconsin lately to help a school resource officer that was attacked and stabbed, ended up being shot in this situation. And uh, he was left with basically one working arm right now and, mm. and needed a dishwasher. We flew up and gave the man a dishwasher because that's where his needs were. I mean, we, we've helped a lot of families in the state of Georgia of late, too. So we're, we're all over the place, from literally from East Coast all the way to Hawaii. We're just helping – all those we can find out who need help. So awesome. The smaller nonprofit, it's a little, uh, we're a little less known, but when people reach out to us, we just try to jump on them and, and help the best we can. Yeah. Yeah. And when you look at, you know, people supporting you, um, and you mentioned, you know, you have a racing team. Um, what sort of events are out there that help team blue line? Well, we don't have per se, like a team blue line, 13 mile run or a, a, you know, a half marathon or a, or a metric century or anything. Mm -hmm. We are working on some of that, but our biggest ways of, of people getting involved and, um, and supporting team blue line or one signing up to fundraise and race with the race team side or monthly and yearly donations. Oh, so nice. those are the two main ways, but we are starting to focus on, um, five K series. We've got in the works, um, we're looking at a place in Colorado to do that, looking at a place here in Georgia. And, and again, working on, on bringing different events to other areas in the nation to help fundraise. But mm -hmm. if you, let's say, hey, Chad, um, man, I'm really interested in joining Team Blue Line Racing. Um, what does it take? Um, you yeah. know, it's just committing to us for the year for fundraising. But you pick your events, you pick your races, and you do it all on your time but yet fundraising for us and racing underneath our flag, shall we say. So we don't have like a set race, like this is the only thing for a year. Now we do try to pick like group events through the year so we can get a lot of people there. Um, the half Ironman we're doing this year is the Moist 70.3. So we're going to be in Iowa um, for the intro race there. It's also the team championship. Um, we're taking a large group to Ironman Florida where we're going to have some officers that were shot or severely injured doing the race with us, getting mm. them out there. It's not going to be about speed. That that race is going to be about getting this officer to the finish line. Sure. And, uh, as a running destination this year, we're doing um, rock and roll Las Vegas. So we're doing that race and um, getting people there. And we're, we've got a few different bike rides we're focusing on too, but one of the biggest is the, right across Wisconsin raw, mm -hmm. which is, uh, I got like a 255 mile day on the bike. So yikes, <laughs> just, just different things. So that, I mean, that's probably a wide answer, but there's just different ways to get involved, but we do have team events we do together. Well, the nice thing about that is that, you know, like you said, somebody from far away can uh, support your organization and do their own events and raise awareness, which is just going to give you um, such a bigger voice for, you know, your cause. And, and that's, I think, my reasoning and thinking behind the way we do it, because mm -hmm. we have a lot of people that end up fundraising for us that don't really race in our kits, so we say. You don't have to wear our Team Blue Line gear. You can... Uh, for example, one of our good partners and friends is, is base performance and, um, base has a huge race team. So we got some people on the base team that just commit to fundraising for us throughout the year and still race as part of the base family and, and the, or cycling team. And, and, and then there's a group from uh, New York called rad and they're, uh, they're made up of a husband and wife and he's an active law enforcement 
and they do their events, but still fundraise for us. So we, we do have a, a wide reaching net, shall we say, um, of fundraisers across the United States. And I, I don't know if other, uh, athletes that are part of Team Blue Line do the same thing that you do, but the photograph of you crossing the finish line with that flag in the air is really, really, really cool. Well, thank you. And that is one of the things we do. We really try to get our athletes to finish with the flag. Mm -hmm. And the Blue Line flag represents, you know, families or officers killed in line of duty. We can, I can go into more detail with the black and the blue, but, you know, it just really brings awareness. And and we're kind of recognized on the triathlon circuit more than anywhere. People recognize the flag and no team blue line. And I mean, we get a lot of shout outs and a lot of compliments during the race. And I actually carry the flag on a, on a pole and race every run, the full distance run with it. So I carry oh. my flag for the entire distance of a, the running portion for whatever race I'm doing, whether it's a sprint or whether it's a full Ironman, I've got my flag, um, in tow for the entire race. Wow, that's impressive. What a great cause you have going on. Thank you. It's near and dear to me. Uh, I spent 15 years in law enforcement, um, just retiring, retiring early. That's an early age to retire, but Team Blue Line's grown to the point where uh, we felt it was the right time to step out and Mm -hmm. continue to grow to help more families. Yeah, and you're doing great things so far, that's for sure. Well, looking uh, at, you know, you've mentioned some of the runs and the triathlons that you've done, but tell us a little bit about your biking adventures. Well, I just like two wheels, you know. I mean, biking adventures, I say this past year when uh, we went out to Oahu and um, in the Big Island, I took my bike this year. And one of my best memories I probably will take with me until I'm old man is, is the day we went riding around Oahu and a group from Team Blue Line and some friends that, or in law enforcement um, on the in Oahu and Honolulu actually took us out on a tour and we rode. I mean, we just rode Diamond Head. We rode oh, wow. all around the coast, and it was just beautiful. And I mean, that that's been today one of the greatest days of cycling I ever had. Um, you know, I can go back and think that some of my some of my best friends and I and a group from are here, and um, you know, one of my best friends did it with me. He's now passed away from cancer, but um. You know, we, we did the Sunrise Century up in uh, Clarksville, Tennessee, and that's one of the, quote, fastest centuries in America. And, you know, that was a great day. I, and then the gaps in North Georgia. If you've ever been to the South, Georgia actually has some incredible cycling in the mountains. And uh, there's a ride called Six Gap, and it's mm. six of the tough climbs in North Georgia. And, um, you know, that was a long day. But there's just so many miles that will always just be a part of what we've done and, and what I've done being out there. and and the challenges, because I'm not a small guy, and you start putting me up a mountain, and it takes me a long time. So. <laughs> Which is why you have the cool bikes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just non-engine. You know, the electric ones would be nice, but I can't come to it yet. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not ready for that yet either, although they are pretty cool, the bikes They're sweet. Yeah. Um, what adventures do you have on the horizon for 2020? So if we're sticking with just cycling for 2020, the biggest thing – from me on a bike this coming year will be a ride from Atlanta, Georgia, or from Fayetteville to Washington, D.C. Mm. Seven day, 100 mile a day ride that I'm putting on to raise awareness and raise money for Team Blue Line. So we'll leave and ride about 100 miles a day. And I've never done something like that. So I've got a small group of people that are, that are going to do it with us. And uh, I mean, that's the biggest. Like, I'm going to have more miles probably by uh, by June than I, than I will the last several years. Yeah. So, uh, 
it's going to be awesome though, and a neat way to bring awareness and and raise some money. What time of year is that happening? That'll happen in May. We'll actually we'll set out on the first day of May. I think is a Friday. Wow. Um, or and head out, and we'll arrive in D.C. the following Friday, and that next morning we'll get up and we'll run the National 5K for uh, fallen officers. So after uh, riding that much, we'll get out and you know I don't, I'll use the term run loosely, but I'll. Uh, <laughs> I'll be moving forward out there. So. You'll you give the old legs a stretch and do a 5K. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, looking at, you know, you've definitely overcome a lot, especially with your hip injury and not being able to be uh, into fitness for a couple of years. And then now you're you're going back into it full force. Um, any advice you'd give to people looking for inspiration on fitness? So what jumps to my mind is something I had to relearn um, through this process is um, I got hurt and we didn't know what was going on. It took two years to figure out it was my hip and not my back. And, and through surgery, and I've come out of this, I, I need to, I feel like personally, I want to encourage people to endurance athletes that ride, bike, or swim to stay in the gym and strengthen your body as well. Mm. Um, we tend to neglect that a lot. Let's say we, there's a lot of people that don't. There's a lot of people that get into endurance sports. And don't work out. Don't focus on strengthening the core and strengthening the body. And you really start hurting your body more because you're beating it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I really think that's one of the things that led to uh, my impingement. and Well, not my impingement, but the torn labrum and the banging was just the constant wear and tear, not strengthening the rest of my body. So I personally am focusing on strength through this whole process. And I think that's a big thing that is, uh, is not talked about and not encouraged in any kind of endurance. And I, uh, of course, I don't have the source to, uh, you know, give a shout out to it, but I just read an article that said when you're uh, strength training, you know, you're stressing out your body, which makes it stronger, but you burn more calories at rest when you've done that strength training versus just being, um, you know, like a cardio type athlete. So that's uh, great advice that you're giving, and there's some science to back it up. Uh, hopefully we'll see in a, a year from now how this body is looking. So I've got yeah. a lot of weight to lose, a lot of weight to get off. I, uh, I gained a lot of weight over the last two years, but it's uh, it's focused on, on health. It's focused on eating and it's focused on honoring my brothers and sisters who have given all and, uh, and the chance to get out here and do it. So I, I completely agree. Well, um, let's try and, um, get some listeners, you know, thinking about Team Blue Line and what they can do, uh, whether they want to donate, join your team, uh, just check out your website. Do you want to give some information on that? Absolutely. And thank you. So Team Blue Line, go to teambluelineorg That is our, our, our main website, um, teambluelineoneword.org. Um, there's ways to contact me. My email address is on there. If you're on social media, you can go to uh, Team Blue Lines on Facebook. Team Blue Lines on Instagram, also great ways to connect with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're interested in joining our race team, it's real simple. Just reach out via email on the website, or if you go to, you can email me at teambluelineracing at teambluelineorg. I know that's a long one, but teambluelineracing at teambluelineorg, and that's uh, for information directly to our race team. And uh, we just got a small little online uh, application and anyone that applies gets on. And uh, we're just about fundraising and we're really a family. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Most of our racers come back year after year and um, 
we're just a family. We have a good time. We laugh. We cut up. It's not all law enforcement. We have a lot of people that just support law enforcement. So, you know, you don't have to to be active, retired law enforcement to be part of us. Awesome. And I just have to, you know, give you kudos because what a great organization that you've started uh, as far as making this a nonprofit and, you know, supporting um, the families of police officers who have been um, killed in the line of duty, but then also the injured ones who probably feel lost. And, and that's a big part. And which leads to the next just kind of stat to throw out there. But in 2019, I don't have the exact number of how many officers. We just lost a few more overnight that were killed in line of duty. But we've had more officers commit suicide oh. in the last year. That number is growing, and it's almost doubled the amount of those killed in line of duty. So we're finding those injured and struggling with PTSD and mm-hmm. end up taking their own lives. So it's something for us to, one, get these people that have been injured to get out, get active, feel part of a family still, but also fighting the PTSD that comes with with all the ugliness and everything we deal with on a daily basis. Yeah. Well, you definitely sound like a good leader to um, keep this organization going and help out those people. Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I'll remind myself of that too. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, a quick shout out, you know, I I actually live in Iowa, so I'm going to be in Des Moines for the uh, 70.3. So I hope I get to uh, meet your team uh, as they are crossing the finish line with that flag in the air. Well, I can't wait to meet you personally. Yeah. You have to come uh, hang out with us. We'll have a house there and, and uh, spend a few days there and, uh, you know, swing by and get you a Team Blue Line t-shirt. We'll make sure that happens. Yeah, so. there you go. Well, Chad, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, I hope people are uh, encouraged to check out Team Blue Line and um, just had an, a great time listening to your story. Hey, thank you for the opportunity. Just encourage everybody to get out, get active. Um, don't be scared to take the step. You know, our motto in, in Team Blue Line is rep the blue, and for my honey stinger, stinger be stung. So appreciate everything, rep the blue, and everybody have a great and happy new year. Awesome. Thanks, Chad. Thank you. Well, how about a tip? Let's talk goals. At the time of this recording, the year 2020 has arrived, and if you're like most people, you've set some new goals or you're thinking about making some goals. I think it's important to point out that you can set goals anytime, meaning don't wait for a new year, a new month, or even a new week. If you want to truly accomplish something, make it achievable, make it measurable, write it down, and start working towards it right away. Your future self will definitely thank you for acting on the things you want in life right now. Be sure to reflect briefly on past goals. Maybe a previous goal was to lose 20 pounds and in reality, you gained five. Realistically, you probably won't lose that original 20 plus the five if you make that your goal again, unless you make the commitment to make significant changes from last year, which of course, if you put your mind to it, you can. And maybe losing 25 pounds is not a realistic goal for you. If not, find a better goal. Maybe signing up to do a fitness class every month is your new goal. And if you stick to it, you may just see those pounds disappear. When setting goals, try to set some small, some medium, and some big goals. You want to be able to set yourself up for success at some level. Maybe a small goal is to use the stairs at work more than the elevator. Well, that's easy to measure by keeping a running tally at your desk. Every Monday, take a good look at your past week and either give yourself a pat on the back or give yourself a pep talk, stand up, and go walk the stairs. 
Personally, one of my goals for 2020 is to pedal my bike 4,000 outside miles, meaning the spin bike and Zwifting, anything indoors doesn't count towards that goal. Of course, indoor cycling will definitely help me achieve that goal by keeping my body strong and keeping me pumped up about biking. My total miles pedaled outside in 2019 was 3,003. So somehow, this year, I have to pedal as many miles as last year and tack on another 1,000 miles. Seems maybe a little risky, but a few factors affected my 2019 stats. This included a lot of time that I spent training for a half marathon, plus all the training I did preparing for the Grand Canyon Rim to River to Rim adventure that I did. Add to that a terribly cold February with zero outside miles. I also didn't have a mileage goal last year, so you heard it here. I'm shooting for 4,000 fun miles outside on my bike. If you haven't set any goals yet, now is the time. Like I mentioned, small, medium, big, or a combination of all three. Come up with something that will make you a better you. Make your goals achievable if you work hard enough and make them measurable so you can track your progress. Also, make your goals visible, whether it's on a piece of paper taped to your mirror or on a spreadsheet you keep open on your computer. Goals are personal, and they're just for you, and whoever you decide to share them with. And if by chance you went too aggressive with your goal, it's your goal. You can make adjustments that will help you get back on track. The goal of a goal is to make positive changes. And you already know, you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. So go reread your goals and get pumped. Or if you don't have any goals, grab a piece of paper and get started. You can do it. Go to your favorite podcast platform and please subscribe, rate, and review the Morphology Podcast. Also, check out morphologypodcast.com to find all kinds of great info. And if you have a topic, email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com. I appreciate your time today and thanks for tuning in to listen to this week's episode. I will leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of Morphology. This quote comes from The Breakfast Club. Spend more time trying to make something of yourself and a little less time trying to impress people. Think about it.